the National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out in front to Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Takes a shot, she scores! See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Tate, can you say Rob Beckett? And can you say Josh Widdicombe? Well done. I just heard you whisper the word Tate. What's it got? Brother and sister Poe and Toe. It is. It is. This is <laughs> the fucking chipmunks. His name is Tate Bold. Tate, Tate Bold. Tate Bold. Tate. Like Steve Bold, but Tate. Tate Bold. Oh, there's that Andrew Tate on uh, the internet that's really annoying. Have you seen much of him? What do you reckon? I'm in a different echo chamber to you, aren't I? You are in a different echo chamber to me. This is Tate introducing the pod. He's nearly two. July the 2nd. Born on my birthday, so my birthday's disappeared, as you'll appreciate. That's one we've never discussed before. That is a... uh, What's that? Having your kid's birthday, so your birthday gets completely blown out of the water. Yeah, that doesn't really happen to us. We're quite good. I have seen, though, Tate is both a boy's name and a girl's name of English. Norse origin, meaning cheerful. And also Emma Bunton, Baby Spice, her son is called Tate. Is he? Mm. And this is Tate Bold from Telford. Tate Bold from Telford. Oh. The t- Telford Tate. Did you just hear that? What? Hello? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> my, my... You sound like a fucking muppet. But did you, what did you hear then? Because I... No, nothing apart my, from... You. What's the equivalent of, on an Apple computer of Siri? You know, like, not Siri. Fucking hell, I'm tired. That is Siri. Apple is Siri. Oh, yeah, that is Siri. So I just got a Siri just kicked in for the first time ever on this computer. All right. And it said, do you want to take balls to Telford? I was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> oh, because he heard, yeah, or maybe you said, hey, Siri, when we were talking. Oh, no, I've done it now. She's oh, talking no. to me. But just through there my headphones, go. no one else there is getting it. Is it a she? People are saying we are too rude. People are rude to women because of Siri. Because you don't say please or thank you. So I say please and thank you to her on the... Oh, on the car, because nice. if I press a button on my phone, I can ask it to play a song. Do you use it in the car? Well, yeah, so if I'm if I'm driving the car, the, I press the side, I'm driving, concentrating, but if I hold the side button on my phone, it goes, boom, and I go, hey, Siri, play, um, could have been me by Housie, again, or yeah. <laughs> Sky yeah. Full of Stars from Sing 2, Taron Egerton, again. Um, yeah. pl- please, Siri? Yeah. Oh, fuck, now she's actually playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it this, is, this is a joke. Yeah, it does work. Okay, right. That's that stuff. What a start to the podcast. Absolute carnage. Okay, so. How are you, Rob? I tell you what, I am. I'm back Do from you know the. What? Sorry, I'm just going to interrupt and say I thought this was going to be a podcast. We, d- we discussed you're excited about it being about Glastonbury. Yes. It now feels like. I don't know if people are aware of the news, but. Uh, <laughs> you, you've been in the press because you were away on Joe Swash's Stag Do with Dean Gaffney. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well. really, I feel like we should start with Glastonbury because that is really, if I'm honest with you, merely the warm-up to the anecdote of Joe Swash's stag do with Dean Gaffney is how people imagine Rob Beckett lives. Well, it sounds like the start of one of your routines about the 90s. It does, doesn't it? So basically, imagine Joe Swash's stag do, Gaffney's there. You do that as your intro yeah, and do your punchline. Exactly. I feel quite good, um, but you, yeah. feel, you sound a bit sadder than me. Should so we start this with is you? Tuesday morning... I got home yesterday from the stag do. You got back from Glastonbury Sunday night, was it? Sunday night. And yep. it's the Tuesday now. So we had to, we were a bit out of sync, so we had to record in advance of these trips. So yes. It's been about a week. But it's good because we get a, a strong live reaction to how our weekends were. Yes. And uh, how was Glastonbury? You sound um, tired. I've got a fear there won't be a huge amount of parenting in this episode. I do apologise. Do you know, no, no, there, there is, because I still haven't spoken about sports day. 
The second oh, one. The, you have oh, the, the second one. Oh God, I forgot. Because I went to one. the sports day on the Friday before I flew to Ibiza. Well, tell me about that, and then we'll get on to Glastonbury. Right. Okay. Oh, so sports day. I tell you, it's, it's so far down my list of things to talk about after oh, okay. the, after that. No, no, because I, I write little notes, but I can't yeah. even find it anymore. Oh, here it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, legs on me. Use legs on me. Oh, right, okay, yeah. That, yes. Some of the notes I've written drunk. I basically was drunk for three you days. Drunk so at all sports my... day? No, I wasn't drunk at sports day, oh, but right, I, was I was basically drunk. That. I was drunk for three days. So if anyone's messaged me and I've not messaged back, or just message me again because my phone's been off. Yeah, oh, sports day. So basically, we had my daughter did well in her sports day. Their team won. I spoke about that. Your younger she daughter. Ca- she came, no, your eldest. She oh, came yeah. third. Um, yeah. Anyway, so youngest. You know the one I said that loves sport, loves running? Loves sport. Loves breaking rules. Yeah, actually, though, I went, so again, we had a bit of a nightmare this morning. I did a school drop-off this morning because she nicked that little thing from school. Anyway, yeah. so I said to her, look, we've got to take that back now to the teacher and you need to, like, you know, say like say say sorry for taking it and give it back. She went, no, I don't want to. And she's getting all upset. So I said, look, and I said, which I think was bad parenting, Josh, I said, oh, why don't you put the toy in your pocket and sneak it back in? <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> So now I'm like... Sneaking it back in. Oh, and then anyway, she went, no, you give it to her, but don't tell them I took it. And anyway, so I I had it in my pocket and I said to her, as we walked in, do you want to give them back to her or do you want me to give it back to the teacher? And then she went, but I found it outside on the pirate ship, which oh, is like the play on. frame. Come so I didn't, now. I don't know where come to put it because we're not going back. No, I think she, I think she did though because she said, I don't know where to put it because I found it on the play park. Then I felt bad because she's not really nicked a toy. Yeah. This one's a bit of plastic she found in the park. Oh, like mate. at the school, the school oh, play. So now she's going, I don't want it in my pocket because I don't know where to put it because I won't be back on the, pi- they go to the pirate ship just before yeah. they go to the library on like a Thursday. So now I'm like, oh no. So now I've got her in this little lie. And then in the end I said, look, give it to me. And then I gave it to her and I gave it to teachers and I said, oh, she accidentally took this home. So I'm bringing it back to you. And I gave her a good old like cartoon wink to the the, the, nur- yeah, the yeah. nursery lady. Lovely. And she went, it's okay. Lots of kids accidentally take it home. But then she got all cuddly because I've been away. She was going, I don't want to go into school and all started I'm crying. I'm nursery lady. I was just- <laughs> Totally unacceptable. Right, calm it? down, miss. All right, I know it was an accident, but let's, let's keep it clean at the gates. It was the wink you'd given her. That was the problem, oh, Rob. You yeah. gave the wink. It's basically a winter, and she started getting off with me. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then she, she was all clingy. And then eventually, luckily, it was one of the nursery teachers' birthdays. So I was like, oh, it's Missy's birthday, and they've got balloons, and she's brought in popcorn. And she was in a sulk, but as soon as she heard that, she was like, oh no. I want to go into the nursery, but I've made a point saying I don't want to oh, go in. God. Oh, so then God. I went, I'm going to put you down because my arms ache. And then I put her down and then eventually they took her in. But that was quite difficult to deal with after a busy weekend yeah. of a crying child at the school gates. Because you've, you've been trying to coerce her into lying about theft. I, yes, that is not a good situation, Rob. Because you, you you haven't really got to the bottom of it either, have you? But we'll no, see. How I don't it, know what's going. See how it plays out when she hits her teenage years, I suppose. What I will say is though, if she is going to be a criminal, yeah. like a bank robber, oh, she's fast enough to get away with a crime. Because Sports Day, they had the sprint, the sack race, egg and spoon, and beanbag on the head. She won every race. No, by a country final. Wow. By like actually. So where's this come from? What, what, what do you mean? I've got come skills. On, Rob. Is Lou fast? I don't play in soccer aid because I'd be too good and it'd be embarrassing for everyone involved. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the exact reason. <laughs> no, um, Lou's, Lou's dad is an exceptional athlete. Oh, he's, is he? He's run marathons. He's, he beat me at squash to the point it felt like I was playing Roger Federer. It was right, actually... Yeah. About, he, he had... This was when he... Before sport, he needed his... Yeah. Is a same thing, isn't it? Racket in a room. Yeah, well, there's not really a room in tennis, but there we go. If, 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 the, if the roof's on at Wimbledon... <laughs> Technically a room. Anyway, no, he's really good. When he came on my stag do, he played like bubble football with us in a, a normal football. Yeah. He was absolutely destroying all of us at the age of like 55. Blimey. He's run marathons. He's really good at squash. He's just a really good athlete, cyclist. And um, uh, Lou's sister's like a dancer and now a yoga teacher and all like that. And right. Lou's pretty, pretty strong and pretty fast as well, to be honest. So I think it's from that side. Are you excited about your future as the father of the new, you know, Dina Asher Smith. The new Dina Asher Smith. <laughs> That's her name, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not that. It is her name. I'm like, just yeah, like, yeah. it's just the, the thought of me being Dina Asher Smith's father doesn't work yeah. in any way, sort of. No. <laughs> if, if you had to find someone that looked less like my daughter, I think it would be Dina Asher yeah. Smith. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I get that point. I get that point. <laughs> but are you excited about being the father of the new Dina Asher Smith? Or are you worried that your whole life is now going to be weekend 
athletics meets. What I would say is going to be difficult is I've got the thirst of a competitive dad. Oh, no. I got into it. Come on, lift up your feet. Come on. Technique. Technique. No, no not even that. I don't think I'm going to be bad like that, like, on a case. I'm very relaxed like that. I'm quite chilled about yeah. that. But I love it when she wins. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Too much. Too much. Can yeah. you imagine how much the other parents hated you? Oh, here comes... Here comes a bloody comedian. Oh, he thinks he's funny, does he? And then suddenly his daughter's fucking Carl Lewis. Unbelievable. But also, because they're all boys she was up against. And she's massive. I didn't realise how tall she was until I saw her. What, your daughter? Yeah, and she's so far. You're saying Bolt was tall? Still is. I, I reckon Lou's shagging Roger Black or something. There's no way that... <laughs> That she doesn't look like my daughter. She's she's near enough in the same realm as Dina Ashton Smith of not looking like my daughter. Of this long, lean, rangy kid that's fast. Imagine if Lou's been having an affair with Roger Black, <laughs> and, and she was like, "Oh my god, what an this old is going to give it away." What an old. Re- <laughs> yeah, I know. You should put a million quid on that being me rather than you. But yeah. there we go. Oh, um, dear. Lou might have to go to your daughter. Can you ease off in the races? Because it's going to reveal who your real dad is. Yeah, basically. But as she was doing it, like the first one, she won quite convincingly. And then it happened with all the rest. And then I was, then I was having a bit of banter with the dads. I was like, come on, really like that. And then someone said, oh, you've got a bit of a, a bit of an athlete in your hands there. Like a bit of joking. She did the first one well. And then by the fourth one that she smashed it, it was a bit awkward. And then (laughs) one of the last ones, one of the other boys took the lead. And the dad next to me was like, go on, come on, like that. But I could tell he really wanted it. He was like me. And I respect that. You just yeah, want your yeah. kid to win. Yeah. Wasn't even his kid. He just wanted your daughter not to yeah. win. And then I got a bit carried away and I'm excited. And then when she won, I, he went, yeah, but it's the taking part that counts. I went, yeah, that's what losers say, mate. And I oh, went, you did <laughs> <laughs> I was going, light work, yes, light work, <laughs> but in a jokey way, but I think they probably hated me. Yeah, I think they probably did. But, you know, that's the price of, you know, that's what Judy Murray, that's what Judy Murray had to put up with. But then, you know, <laughs> exactly and then right. she did Strictly and everyone loved her. So that's, that's what yeah, happened exactly. with me. Yeah, exactly, well, that, we all thought that's where your career was going anyway, so that's good. Yeah. I think you could get on Strictly in your own right. You don't need to wait until your daughters want to go <laughs> medal at the Olympics, Rob. <laughs> I mean, that would be a weird choice, wouldn't it? Finally, you've won that. You've won gold. I can get on there. But the the other thing I said to Lou is, Lou cannot watch sport. She gets too invested, even if she doesn't care. Yeah, my mum was like that. We couldn't go to Plymouth Argyle with her. She got too emotional. Hundred percent. I'll be watching Arsenal play, and she's like, "Who do we want to win?" I'm like, "Oh, the Reds." Yeah. And then she's sort of watching by my shoulder. She goes, "Oh, oh." I'm like, "Watch." They're nearly they're nearly letting a goal. I was like, "Lou, you care more than me. You don't even like football." She went, like, "I know, but if if they need to win and they're not winning, it's not good, is it?" I'm like, you, yeah. "I think you need help." That's that's not right. Yeah, Lou, you don't want to support Arsenal, mate. You'll have an awful, have an awful <laughs> life. But I said to her, I said, if, 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 I said, if one of our daughters does athletics or does any sport, your life's going to be hell. Yeah, well, I was looking that way. <laughs> she shouldn't have shagged Roger Black, Rob. Well, <laughs> this is all your fault for shagging Roger Black. Roger Black, I've not said that name for years, Roger Black. Bizarrely, I was talking about him last week. Not bizarrely for you, mate. You love that. You've not spoken. <laughs> you've not spoke about an athlete since 1999. <laughs> I knew Dina Asher Smith. I was 70% confident on her name. And um, Roger Black's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> if you go on Roger Black's gold sorry, go on Roger Black's Wikipedia, right? No, I've been on his. I've been on his website <laughs> recently. No, Rob. but look at his Wikipedia. Just because the photo they've used, he has got the biggest microphone. <laughs> I've ever seen. It looks like a fucking tennis ball. <laughs> What's going on? He looks like he's about to be hit by a tennis ball. <laughs> Can you see it? Yeah, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. It's a photo, you fucking idiot. I'm watching it. <laughs> it looks like what happens next after the break. And then Roger catches it and go, cool, always an athlete. Oh, God, that is That's incredible. He must have got to be a wind-up. How loud is it? Where are they reporting from? <laughs> Roger Black's very quiet. <laughs> I know he's sneaking in my house when I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was dragging Lou upstairs while you were downstairs. <laughs> I met someone who, who told me that they knew Roger Black in the right. conversation. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't across Roger Black, so I went on his website. Yeah. Like, He's got Just, kids, get him on. Yeah, I'd love to get him on. He's got, he's got more kids than you realise, Rob. He says two on here, but it looks like <laughs> three from the uh, podium results. So Go Roger on. Black now, if you go on his website, I was, yeah. I was reading his website, yeah. <laughs> he's got a website? Yeah. I suppose he's a broadcaster now, isn't he? I've seen his microphone. Uh, here we go. You get down to the bit where he talks about Roger Black's fitness equipment range. Oh, right? yeah. 
And I thought, this statistic stuck with me. This can't be true. <laughs> Roger Black Fitness folding and static exercise equipment yeah. features in over 250,000 UK homes. No. Quarter of a million people have got a Roger Black treadmill, rowing machine or a cross trainer. That is not true. It's like the George Foreman, isn't it? Yeah, but I've, not, I've never met anyone that's got one. They look, they're fairly well priced. Quarter of a million people. <laughs> That can't be fucking true. If anyone listening has got a Roger Black... Well, this is like a small business shout-out. So yeah. it's 300 quid for an exercise bike, 179 for a folding one, 450 for a for a proper treadmill. That's pretty... That seems good value. Yeah, of course they're good value. It's selling a quarter of a million of the fuckers. <laughs> they must be loaded. It's only got 70 reviews on Trustpilot. <laughs> I have bollocks he sold quarter of a mil. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, anyway, I'll tell you what, I bet the Sun journalist listening to this for the stag dude gossip is livid that they've wasted <laughs> 10 minutes on Roger Black. <laughs> oh, if you God. see on the front of the Sun a story about Roger Black fabricating statistics about his sales of treadmills, you'll know where they got it from. Roger Black scoop from the Perrin in Hill pod. Oh, God. Well, that was Glastonbury, then we'll do our beef. That, yeah. that was the low down from the sports day that she's really fast. So the worst thing about coming back from Glastonbury is you're no longer looking forward to Glastonbury. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I didn't yes. realise yeah. how much it had driven me through <laughs> for the last month of my life through work, if you know what I mean. So that's just been the thing you've been looking forward to and you enjoyed, but now it's like, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Because like, you've had your summer holiday as well, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, summer holiday. You've peaked too early, Josh. I know. I've gone too soon. But it's because yeah. you don't want to do it during the summer holidays when your kids don't have to. Fair but, enough. Um, I ran back from nursery and I was like, for the last month, all I've been listening to is people I want to see at Glastonbury to get myself excited. And I was like, I just don't think I can listen to music again now. I think I'm <laughs> done with it. I think I have to take a break. You've, you've had your fill. Yeah. How was it though? Because you, you haven't been since kids, have you? It was incredible. I haven't been since kids. It seems like it was a good one. So the worst thing about it is when you get back and other people that don't have kids are complaining about how knackered they are. And you're like, mate, you're just sitting at home watching the Glastonbury coverage with a curry on Sunday night. I'm literally... My daughter, I think because we'd been away for a few days, we made the mistake of telling her we'd been camping and she wanted to oh. go camping. Oh, no. Absolute fucking error of the highest order. Same after with me. My daughter's desperate to go Ocean Beach. <laughs> She just loves little orange cups. She'd love to meet her swash. Um, I, she just wants to scream well hard at a man that's not been on EastEnders for 25 years. So it was incredible to go there. It was so good. Because I just don't remember another time in the last five years where we've had total freedom to do whatever we want. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That feeling of going, oh, we can just get up and do whatever we want. And that was fun, was it? Yeah, you're with all your friends in a field. But what about the people with babies? Did they take the baby? Yeah. How was that? I, I bumped into another comedian, Stuart Goldsmith, and he had is what are they? Six and two, about maybe? About my age, I think. I think they're about the similar age as mine, like six and three, yeah. Yeah, six and three. And they were sat there. He loves at, all that, though. He's like a festival bloke. Yeah, dude. exactly. But I could see it in his eyes, Rob. I could. He, we were walking through. We yeah. had our beers. We walked past him. It was about 6 p.m. Yep. And he was sat there in the cafeteria a bit backstage trying to get his kids to eat a baked potato. <laughs> and I thought, mate, <laughs> don't pretend this is what you want to be doing. There's no way Glastonbury is fun with children. You are no. fucking lying to yourself. Yeah. Oh, mate, oh, so we're walking away from the pyramid stage after Crowded House, right? Yep. And it's... It's 1999. <laughs> It was a long old walk, right? <laughs> we were walking away from the pyramid stage after Crowded House, yeah. yeah. And it is chocker. So, you know, like, say you must have been in a situation like you're walking away from a football ground or whatever, where it's like... So, like, like I think a lot of people, if you've ever been to Wembley Stadium for a gig, yeah. you know when you... Because I've been to Glastonbury, I know how busy it gets. That little, you know, when they stop you in that Wembley way bit by because they have to do the tubing stages. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it, it's literally... you. You think, well, I couldn't even sit down in this situation. And yeah. then we're walking along on the main thoroughfare away from which 100,000 people are using. <laughs> and I'm like, why is, the, why is the crowd splitting in two and then going back together in a minute? Yeah. 
Moses. And we got to that point. I looked down, and there was a woman sat breastfeeding a six-month-old in the middle of the thoroughfare. <laughs> Now, I'm all for stopping to breastfeed when you need. I'm no Luddite. Like, I'm no old school can't. guy. Pop your tits away. It's a prior. You know, if you need to yeah. breastfeed, whip them out whenever. No yeah, problem. Exactly. But that feels, feels dangerous. It felt like, yeah, because she was so low. She was, her head's knee high. What, what, emotionally? <laughs> no, she was, she was pretending she was loving it. But come on. Everyone with a kid at Glastonbury. I think that would be Lou's idea of hell. If you had to design a hell for Lou, it would be to breastfeed in public and whilst 100,000 people walk past and also causing a bit of an obstruction. Yeah. Couldn't she shimmy to the side? I, no, there was no room to shimmy. So was she actually on the floor, cross-legged? Yeah. Did she have people protecting her or was she solo? I, it was difficult to see because the crowd was parting. So in many ways, you know... If you're worried, is there enough privacy in this situation? There couldn't have been more privacy because you couldn't see anywhere. Do you know yeah. what I mean? In a way. Sure. She was just suddenly at your feet, um, <laughs> which is almost a crowded house lyric. And um, she was there. And then you're just like, when you'd see people, I saw someone with a, like a very small baby at uh, Paul McCartney. It's more for them than the kid. I think it's different when the kid's like eight or nine. Well, you just think, I don't think you need to be here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? We didn't go when we had kids if you want to go fine but don't go to prove a point that you're enjoying this yeah. but there was people with older kids like Hilsey was there and his kids are what 11 and 9 or whatever they are around that age and they went to all their bands and they had a really good time I yeah. think that's alright I think that's when they're like that and but when they're babies or toddlers it's too much like if a 10 year old can stay up late Stuart Goldsmith said to his kid I said oh what What's your favourite? I said, what's your favourite thing been so far? And his kid looked back at me and just went, shopping? And I just thought, you're getting nothing out of this. Shop- shopping. <laughs> what, shopping? What shopping can you do there? Well, there's like, you, could, uh, you can buy, do you know what you can fucking buy, Rob? A bucket yeah. hat in a million. You know, it's really? all that kind of stuff. Yeah, The yeah. bucket hats were back bigger than Glastow this year, weren't they? You've really reinvigorated the bucket hat industry single-handedly. I just think it coincided with it being fashionable. By accident, it was it was high end fashion the bucket hat, and then everyone went for it. Yeah. Good luck to them. I should have brought our hat, shouldn't I? Could have made a fortune this oh, summer. You could have made so much money. But I was up till three, Rob. Three. I've been up till three. Three a.m. I was still up at seven because that body clock's not making any difference. <laughs> How much sleep do you reckon you got at Glastonbury? Four hours a night for three nights. Less <laughs> than <Lesson> at home. <laughs> I just can't deal with the smugness at Glastonbury though Rob there's a lot of smugness knocking about like Rob it's my people it's just that little like grin we're at Glastow be, mm. be careful Rob because what? it is fucking parenting hell fan central at Glastonbury the stiff necks are out in force for parenting hell I, I, yeah there must have been is... a trade off I did not see one stiff neck for three days in our beefer no I've got a fear. <laughs> I didn't. Do you know what else happened in Ibiza, Josh? I didn't meet a Spanish person. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the airport, I did not meet one Spanish person in three days. So, have you got any other questions about Glastonbury, or should we move on to my six hundred questions about a stag do with Dean Gaffney? <laughs> Come on, unless you've got anything else, I've basically just went there, didn't sleep much, had a great time. I had a great time, and I would happily. Go again, I loved it. Yeah. It just makes you value your friends, Rob. Just hanging out with your friends. Maybe what we should do is when our kids are older, like 10, 11, we should go and get a big like caravan thing and oh, do yeah. like live from... We could do it. We could do the show live in Glastonbury with the kids. Oh, my God, yeah. They'll hate us by then they and probably tell us to stop doing all yeah, the stories. Exactly. That's what Jonathan Ross said to me. What? He went oh, about this podcast, he went, enjoy it while you can. I was like, well, he always has them sort of like cryptic things. He went, well, yeah, I used to talk about what my kids did on Radio 2 all the time. And then they got to 12 when you can't use that story. I was livid. I'd get on the radio and go, that's the best story I had. <laughs> so, oh, God. Right. Until they, you know, they, until they, they're, they're not aware of what's going on. I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, no, exactly. I, I'll ask one question about Glaster, then we'll do the uh, stag do. Yeah. When you got home, talk me through how tired you were, what time you got home and what you had to do yeah. childcare-wise. 4.30 on Sunday. PM? PM. Right. Yeah. Uh... Totally fucked. <laughs> Completely exhausted. Um, just in a really low place. 
and then your parenting, and then parenting. I don't know why it makes me laugh when you call it parenting. Just I don't that's know what if... it is. I know that's what it is, but it's like you sometimes talk about it when you like you talk about doing a, a, a certain gig. You know, you're on the last leg. You know, when you're parenting, it sort of slots in as a little job you do now and again. It's because I, I divide my life up into the different versions of myself. Oh. <laughs> Explains it. None of whom allow me to understand who the real me is. Now that if we, if this is therapy, I have I've got you. <laughs> I'm the therapist. Bang! It took what two years? We got it. You divide your life up for the different versions of you. Exactly. And that's the problem because you never know who you are and what you're doing. Exactly, Rob. And then if those worlds cross over, you panic. You don't know who you need to be. Exactly. Am I the man? Drinking a frozen cocktail in the field, watching Crowded House, <laughs> or am I the guy at the home promising his in his daughter that he'll camp with her in the garden to make up for the fact that they went camping without her? I think you're both, aren't you? Maybe yeah, pick both. one version. You can't pick one version. I was definitely no. a different version myself on the stack. Actually, I would say that in a way, the great thing about having kids is that when you get back, you have got something to come back to that you're really looking forward to. Do you know what I mean? Yes. You're not coming back to sit and watch more Glastonbury coverage or coming back to, do you know what I mean? There, there's, you're like, oh, there's this thing I've really missed. So that gives you a kind yeah, of... Yeah, I missed the girls so much yeah. on the stag do. Really did miss them. And like, especially because it's such a, Ibiza, such a sort of de, a debauched place. Yeah. It's basically drugs, house music and sex. And you know me, I hate sex. And um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like so hedonistic out there. Yeah. That all you want to do is come back and sort of just cuddle your kids and exactly. lay on the sofa exactly. and be normal. But I'm glad you had a good time. Well, let's let's hear about let's hear about Ibiza because we knew you were going on a stag do. Yeah, well, I didn't want to say it was Joe Swashes because I knew I knew the papers would be all over it anyway. Yeah, like the Roger Black stuff. Yeah, and I didn't want to say it was his in case he was trying to keep it quiet. However, considering he he did not keep it quiet, neither did I. So yeah. it was in the paper anyway. So they flew out at like eight a.m. from Stansted, and I flew out afternoon from City Airport because I wanted to go to Sports Day because I, I didn't want to be yeah. that dad that missed Sports Day for a stag do. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't be that guy. No. Particularly when you've got the Michael Johnson of Sports Day who's sweeping up the awards. Yeah, of course. You want to be there for the big, you know, if, if she yeah. was shit, I wouldn't have gone. Um, yeah. But I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. How many people were on the stag and was were there any names beyond Swash, Gaffney and Beckett? Uh, no, no, so, 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 so Gaffney wasn't on the stag. We'll get to Gaffney in a minute. Oh, Gaffney wasn't on the stag? No, he just turns up. He was just there. <laughs> he wasn't hired like the Wheelstone Raider, though, was he? <laughs> no. This was what happened. I flying out on my own and I knew they were battered because they'd been sending me messages. So I, I went to Stansted and uh, I got there really early because I thought it might be busy. Actually, it weren't busy at all. So I sat in a bar and I, I had two pints of lager, but I hadn't had breakfast or lunch. On your own. On my own. Absolutely fucked out my head. I went to this bar around the corner. It was like like a brewery type place in the airport, and I had these like weird beers that were like five percent. I didn't realise. I got so pissed because I needed anything. Then I had to have a panic prep, and then I was stumbling about, nearly missed my flight, left my oh phone my in the toilet. Oh my god! On two pints, two I was pints. like, I'm, I'm gonna die here. This is yeah. I, I, I haven't even got there yet, but it's because I hadn't eaten and stuff like that. Um, anyway, so but then I arrived about 6.30, but then there's not enough bus drivers in Ibiza Airport. So basically, I nearly missed my flight home as well because yeah. I was waiting. It got delayed an hour because there's not enough buses to take you to the planes. Yeah. The planes are all there on time, but because there's a shortage of staff everywhere. So I got to the gate and uh, I give my passport and boarding card. This is on the way home. He yeah. went, where's your mask? I went, oh, I haven't got one. Do they have one? Because you don't need a mask anywhere yeah, in yeah. Spain or England. Yeah. I went, oh, have they got one on the plane? He went, you need one for the bus. I said, pardon? Oh, my God, no. So in Spain, you still have to wear masks oh on God. buses. But I yeah. needed it for the bus from the terminal to the plane. Yeah. And I was like, oh, come on, mate. Like, <laughs> come on. Oh, that, that would have talked him around. <laughs> I I'm so tired. I was like, I just went, come, come on, mate. <laughs> I used my hand. He was like, no. And I was like, okay, but... Could I run alongside? So now I'm going from my bag trying to find the one that I had on the plane on the way out because yeah. you, on the way out you need a mask because you're going from England to Spain. But what are they going to do? Just leave you on the runway? Well, I know, back in the terminal. So then I'm like, I couldn't remember seeing a mask in any of the shops because no one yeah. fucking wears masks anymore, do they? Yeah, no. And then luckily someone found one in the queue come through. So I, I went, thank you. So I, gave, I had his mask and I put that on, walked down a corridor, got on a bus, everyone's taking their mask off. Oh. 
So no one's even wearing a mask. And then you get on the plane and you don't need a mask from Spain yeah. to England. So I got there late um, and then I'd slept on the plane. So I slept for two hours on the plane, right? Yeah. Get there late. Two pints and he's out like a bloody light. <laughs> I know, it's such a dad, right? And anyway, and then I go, I get a taxi to go straight to Ocean Beach. Because that's oh where they God. are. So Ocean Beach is Wayne Lineker's night... Uh, not nightclub, kind of... What's it called? Beach club. Well, it is. I thought it was like an expensive, exclusive, like, posh beach club. It's not. It's, not. it's, not it's basically a nightclub in the day. Yeah. I walked in at eight o'clock. People have been there since midday. Everyone is absolutely fucked out of their head, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm in there. I'm the only one with my top on still. Everyone's got their top off. <laughs> Right? And how, and are like, you sober at this? But have you sobered up? Yeah, completely sober. I walk in and it's an ocean beach is it's a bit like a Game of Thrones brothel but outside. Okay. <laughs> I've not seen Game of Thrones, but I'd say that sounds accurate. It is fucking bananas, right? Yeah. Everyone is absolutely shit faced. They're all sweating, they're all drunk. Yeah. They're all there's like people walking through burnt, but like third degree burns that they'll have to Everyone's English. Everyone's English. I had quickly changed my top and I hadn't even had a shower. I was still a bit smelly from the plane, but I put a bit of after. Did you got your suitcase with you at this point? No, no, I dropped the suitcase off, oh. changed my, my clothes that I was travelling in to go out because I thought I was going to an ex- exclusive fancy place. So I was like, I'll put my nice top on, turn up, everyone's just like in pants. Oh my God. Everyone's just in their pants. It looks yeah. like toddlers in the garden with a paddling pool. <laughs> right? But <laughs> shit faced. And I'm walking through and I can barely get through because they're all no Joe Swashes there. Now I've turned up and I'm off the oh, telly. Yeah. And there was at one point, I'm trying to walk through and it's, it, everyone, it's bedlam. Everyone's so close to each other. Yeah. I can't get through in the end. There wasn't a woman breastfeeding on the floor, was there? Bernie? Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, but not to a child. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of that going on. And I'm trying to walk through, right? And this woman went, hey, and you're famous and pushed me. She was my eye and size. She yeah. was a she was a solid woman, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm going, oh, I'm just trying to get to my mate. I'm trying to walk past. She pushes me again. You know that 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 game in Gladiators, we have to run through them. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah it's like that. A, yeah. She was so solid, I couldn't push past her. I had to go back and go another way because you can't go across because there's loads of swimming pools everywhere. And I'm in my nice clothes. Oh I mean, by going God. out nice clothes. Cause I thought you're I was going... sober at this stage. Completely sober. Oh and um, everyone's just like on top of me. And then they're all, people all want photos, but they're all so pissed and like draping yourself on you. This girl wanted a photo and she leant into me and, a, and her leg went onto mine because I've got shorts on. And I, I literally felt where well, she's been there about a week and not shaved anymore. The stubbly legs going down my leg and I was nearly physically sick. <laughs> Everyone stinks. Everyone's got little white bits in the corner of their mouth. Everyone's tongues are luminous yellow. And about why are, they, why are their tongues luminous yellow? Because they've just been drinking shit all day and not oh no water. God. And then they're going about eight people went. Oh, you smell nice. You smell lovely. And I was like, what's going on here? But and I realised I'm the only one that doesn't stink of piss and shit. Oh. They all just stink of sweat and oh sun cream. God. Anyway, so I got. We all left because they were so pissed. I, I arrived with one person being escorted out who'd been chucked out for being too drunk. Right. And then I walked out and I go in and then they're all drunk. So we go, let's all leave. And then we go to leave and then we walk back. So you don't even get to have a drink at this stage. Oh, mate, you know, I, I, at one point I, I asked for, I, I just said, can I have a cold beer, please? To like this waitress. Because I didn't know what was going on with the drinks. Yeah. There was bottles of vodka everywhere. Oh, my God, it's mental. Anyway, so I left with them. So I've had one beer at this stage and then we're all walking back. And now I'm sort of like a shepherd trying to get him in a cab. I've become dad of the group. And then we end up going KFC and I had a, I had some KFC. KFC, you've flown to Spain to go to KFC. I had it two nights running, mate. Oh my word. I, t- like I say, I didn't see a Spanish person. It's like Magaluf. I thought it was a bit more yeah. exclusive, but I went to San well, Antonio. Two sides to Ibiza. Yeah, and I think I went to the wrong one. I've got that feeling, yeah. Anyway, so I yeah. get them back to the hotel. What time are we at now? About 9 p.m. So you know, it's about nine o'clock. Anyway, we get yeah. and then it takes an hour to get them all home. Get a moment at ten o'clock. I've had two beers before the flight. Slept for two hours. Oh. Arrived. Had one beer and I've got them all back to the hotel. Yeah. Anyway, I think fuck this. I just go to bed. Right. Yeah. I went to bed at eleven. Woke up the next day at ten a.m. Oh my god, Rob. So I've had eleven You've hours had sleep. Eleven hours sleep on a stack too. Yeah. On yeah. I wake up to a load of messages. I went to bed yeah. at eleven. They all messaged again and went back out at one a.m. Till what do you six. mean? Because they went to bed and then got back up. Yeah, but the thing is, this stag do was so full on that I could slip out of it because I just went to bed at the interval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I had 11 hours sleep. I wake up, they're all dead to the world. So I started writing the book. <laughs> I, I did a chapter start, of the book. Robert's doing it in two weeks. No, but I started... <laughs> no, 
I'm nearly there now. So I, w- I woke up, got a coffee, sat on my balcony, yeah. oh. wrote a chapter of the book, right? Oh, lovely. It gets to midday. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. And then they all wake up and then we went to another bar. Yeah. And then we sat around the pool. And then we sat around the pool all day. This was really yeah. nice. That's when Gaffney turned up. Nice guy, Gaffney. Basically, yeah. he's out in Ibiza every summer. I don't know what he's doing there. Yeah. But he's just in Ibiza. Um, he was there. He's got, he's got two twin daughters. We should get him on. I'd happily get Dean Gaffney on. Happily get Dean Gaffney on. Both 25. One of his rules of life. He'll never get of a girl young and his daughters good man um, <laughs> oh he, t- he told me that like he was some sort of conquering hero you know like a bit of a we both yeah. got that role to be fair Rob haven't we <laughs> yeah, to be fair actually <laughs> that, that yeah. is one of the best things I've ever heard he's a lovely bloke though Dean yeah, yeah. he's a really nice bloke he's lovely he's known Joe from years ago so he just sort of yeah. turned up but that's what I beef is like it's a bit like an 18 to 30s but for older yeah, people yeah, yeah. that they all know each other blah 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 you met Wayne Met Wayne Linnicker. So that, that was the next day. So basically, that was Saturday. You went back to Ocean Beach the next day? <laughs> no, no. So hear me out. So this is Sunday, right? So on the Saturday, I'm around the pool day and I say, look, lads, I can't go. I'll get to such so a Saturday. We sat around the pool and yeah. then we went to, oh, mate, this place called Cafe Mambo's or Mint Lounge or whatever. It's well, where you yeah. sit and have dinner and you look out at the sunset. Yeah. And as the sun goes down, a DJ plays music. And when yeah. the sun sets, everyone claps. No. <laughs> Don't are oh, that. I'd say 50 women doing little heart fingers and someone trying to take a photo through oh, the fingers of the sun. No. But they're all looking at it like yeah. it don't happen every fucking night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I've seen the sun go down. Yeah. And if you miss it, you've got a chance every day. Yeah, of course. I mean... And, and anywhere... Was it a particularly good sunset? Yeah, but not one that was exclusive to the restaurant. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a commissioned sunset from fucking Cafe Mumbo's or whatever it's called. Anyway, so that we did that. Then we went to another bar. And then again, I drank loads of water and I tapped out about midnight. They stayed out to about six in the morning again because they're, they're just a bit more hardcore than me. Yeah. So I went back to bed at midnight. How was it tapping out of stag do? Did you feel, did you feel like a conquering hero? I just went, I'm going home now. Everyone's so drunk. Yeah. I couldn't keep up with them, to be honest with yeah. you. A lot of them, so like Joe Swash, bless him. Like it was all in the paper, like him having this stag do. He was drunk, but he wasn't going too mad. He was sat there and he was sitting at that restaurant. Every time like parents walk past, he's got a little baby called Rose, who's about a year. He kept going, oh, that baby looks like Rose and stuff like that. Yeah. And in the paper, it's like Joe Swash talks to blonde bombshell. Oh. Do you know who that blonde bombshell was? The waitress. Yeah. Taking our order. Oh, my God. And they put in a photo of Ron. That's but yeah, he, he was doing all that. But what's quite funny, seeing our beef for people that have been, when they were young, going back with their kid. Oh, and it's right, not the yeah. same. It was very much like Glastow kids. Yeah, they were just walking yeah. past going, I wish I was sat at that restaurant doing half yeah. fingers, but now I can't because I've got it's my baby. It's a weird place to take your kids, isn't it? I, I just think, go there if you're young or if you want to get pissed up. But... Just go to somewhere else. Just go to Centre Parks. Or the other side of the island. You don't need to yeah. go to San Antonio. It's just it's just proper party central. Everyone's quite young there as well. So yeah. it's, it's not much to do for kids. And so did you have a third night out? Yeah, so oh, I went back at midnight. What? I've been drinking since midday, Josh, around the pool. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's pretty... That's a 12 hours... But by anyone else's stretch, that's a good innings. Yeah, like I've, I've been on cocktails, I've had shots, I've been drinking, I've been catching up vodka... You know, I've been drinking that for 12 hours, but I don't know about you, but after 12 hours of drinking, I quite like to go to sleep. Yeah. yeah so I, I walked home, went to bed, fell asleep at midnight, woke up 10 a.m., another 10 hours in the bank. Gosh. You right? had more sleep in one night than I had in three at Glastonbrook. <laughs> Guess, yeah. Twice. Guess what happened the next day? No one's up. Another chapter done. <gasps> oh, love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm flying, Josh. It's like a writer's retreat. <laughs> Who knew that Joe Swatch's stag do was the key to open up my creativity? <laughs> I love that you brought the laptop. You knew. You well, knew. I just thought if there's a couple of hours in the morning and yeah. there was no way I was staying out till 6am drinking, I just, I physically couldn't, Josh. No. So then what happened then on Sunday, we woke up, I did a bit of my book, we went for a bit of lunch and then again, we ended up sitting around that pool. So I was like, yeah. look lads. I ain't going Ocean Beach again. It was too much. I did have to have a lot of photos there and it was quite full on. I was like, there's no way I'm going back to Ocean Beach. Have a good one. It's not really my scene. It's too much. Anyway, so it's yeah. midday again. I want to start drinking. So I ordered a bottle of rosé for around the pool because they were drinking rosé yesterday. No one's yeah. drinking rosé today. So I drink a bottle of rosé on my own, 12 till 1. Gets to 1 o'clock and I'm like, we're yeah. going Ocean Beach. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Straight away. Immediately. <laughs> not, not even like, just because I got pissed. 
Because you had sent me a voice note that ended with the words, I'm not going. Yes, and about 12 hours later, I was in a cab to Ocean Beach. Because then I said to my friends at Glastonbury, Rob's on Joe Smosh's stag do, and he's not going to Ocean Beach. And they said, I bet he will be. And I was like, it's not... <laughs> I was like, it's not really his thing, actually. The next thing I know, there's a screen grab of you and Wayne Lineker on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, what happened was I got a bit drunk, and I, also I didn't really want to go because I didn't want to have to take my top off, Josh. Yeah. Of have course. you ever taken your top off at a party? Of course I haven't, Rob. No. So, like, you sort of need to be drunk enough yeah, to go yeah. topless, don't you? Why do you need to take your top off? Because it's really hot and it, yeah, it's but sunny. That makes and it's it hotter. No, it doesn't. It's all on your skin then, the sun. Yeah, I know, but it, but it's so it was really hot. And I, but anyway, I was drunk, so I had confidence to take my top off. And then people wanted photos, and I started people taking photos of me with my top off, Josh, and putting them on the internet. Oh no, that's not oh, nice, no. is it? I, no, don't, I was like, don't, oh, don't, and then I don't want to have to put my top on for the photos. Then that looks really <laughs> pathetic. One second. But actually, in defence of Ocean Beach, because I have slagged it off quite hard, yeah. when I got there at midday, between midday and about six, it was quite good fun. Everyone's yeah. drinking and laughing and it's in the sun and the music's playing. And it's not like a big yeah. event. It's not like quite a yeah. mad thing to experience. But then when it got to six o'clock, everyone started getting too drunk and I'm yeah. like, I'm out of here. Because yeah. it is just like full of people getting drunk and getting off of each other. And if you had a good angle, you, you could have made it look like I was doing some terrible things when all I was yeah, doing yeah. was just sitting, staring at the floor, panicking. Yeah. And then I left at six o'clock and then I went home and then, and then I, back to the hotel. But then I bumped into another bloke off the stag who was tired and didn't want to go Ocean Beach. Yeah. And then we went out for dinner and had a, had a nice dinner. But then Just the two of you went out for a lovely dinner together. Yeah, but this is the funniest story of the stag, right? So How, how well did you know it? I met him once before and stuff, but I don't want to go into too many details about who it was on the stag. Okay. But basically, <laughs> we was out for dinner and he was saying, oh, my missus is fuming with me. And I was like, why? I went, well, she's got the ump. Because basically, all the photos of the stag and all of my Instagram stories have been in the... I've been in yeah. the paper, yeah, basically. Yeah. And she had the ump of him because in, in these photos of him at Ocean Beach surrounded by all these women in bikinis, he didn't have his wedding ring on. Oh, and oh. he was sat there going, but I swear I didn't take it off. I don't know what, I would never do that. That's not me. And then I explained oh. to him that on Instagram, when you film sometimes, it mirror flips it oh. so that your left hand, your right hand, your right hand, your left hand. Oh, my word. Okay. So, because I said to him, look, look, yeah, this yeah. was at dinner. Your watch is on the other hand. He went, oh, fuck. I went, yeah, it flips it. Didn't you know? Oh, my God. This is like, this is like Jonathan Creek. Yeah, right there. Yeah. And then also I went, so just tell her that. That's And I can explain it to her if, if you want. Yeah. Because so, we're both sober at this point. It's like 8 yeah. o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, having a bit of dinner. And then and he went, yeah, but it's not just that. The other problem is I bought loads of shots for everyone when I was drunk. And he spent about three, 400 quid on shots, right? Whoa, how much is a shot? I don't know, but I think he was battered and he kept on buying them for everyone. So basically, he's got charged like 300 quid or whatever it is. And they've got a joint account. And it's come through 300 quid, but it doesn't say the name of the bar or nightclub. It just says like, I'm, I'm, I'm making this name up, but like, say Carmela Sanchez. Right? So it's just come up 300 quid to this Spanish woman. Oh my God. Right? And she's going spare because when you Google this name, I'm not going to say the real name, but this name on Instagram basically comes up what I'll describe as an Instagram porn star. Oh my word. So why is that the name? So it's basically basically a woman in bikini, like just posing in Ibiza. So very much. That is, this is the worst story I've ever heard. So if you're, if you're at home and you're the wife or oh girlfriend and you see no wedding ring on the finger but you don't understand Instagram yeah. and the mirror mirror flip. Easy situation to... to Get yourself into. That, she's, done, she's done nothing wrong here. I'm on yeah. her side until it's yeah. explained. You also see the Spanish person's name and what, you know... 300 quid. 300 quid, right? Oh, my God. So he's going spare because he was drunk. So he's now going, who's this woman? Have I been scammed? What's Because he didn't do anything. He's done yeah. nothing wrong because yeah. I was with him. I put him into his room. He's done nothing wrong yeah. at all. Then I work it out because he looked at the thing and went, I recognise her, though. I think she was the shot girl at the club. So the shot girls at these bars what? are self-employed. No. So they buy the drinks from the venue. Oh, my God. And word. they sell you the drinks at whatever price they want to sell you them. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know if this is true, yeah, yeah, allegedly, this is what, this is what this is we're surmising, I think that's what it is. So they buy the shots in some bars, and I don't know which bar this happened in, but in some bars, the shot girls buy the shots. So this wasn't in Ocean Beach? I don't know where it was, because he'd right. been out before, but he'd been buying shots in a bar, yeah. and I don't know which one yeah. it was. I don't want to say it was where it was, because I don't yeah, know where it was. Yeah. 
And but I worked it out that basically what they do is they buy it off the venue, they go around selling yeah. it, and then they use their card machine for you to pay. Yeah. Oh so- my god, that is <laughs> That is an incredible situation. So he's sat there going spare. So it looks like he's basically given a woman 300 quid for God knows what and took his wedding ring off. But it's just the mirror That's flip so and he's bought shots directly. That is incredible. And, and did it the clear it up, Rob? Yes, it did. Because I, I messaged his missus explaining and then yeah. she texted me back, bless her, saying, Hi, Rob, sorry to ruin your evening. I feel so silly. Ruin my evening, mate. It's been one of the best, best dinners I've ever had. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> You've made Josh's week. Um, as you went, sorry if I ruined your evening. I got a bit... And also, bless him, because if you're seeing all these stories in the newspaper and stuff, going, I didn't really understand what was going on, and now it's been explained. I feel so silly. I'm so sorry. But, like, oh, my God, it was so funny. But, like, I felt a bit like Jonathan Creek when I explained yeah. it. His eyes lit up. Because he oh knew he'd done God. nothing wrong, but yeah. everything was suggesting he had. Yeah, of course. What a situation for him to be I know. It was funny, wasn't it? What a stag do, Rob. Oh, that no, was great. And they're really good lads. And they were, it was it was funny. And then they went on till like six in the morning. But I got home last night, but they were delayed four hours, I think, on their flight to Stanford. You got home Monday night? I got home Monday afternoon, about six o'clock. Oh, my word. And how how much can you complain about that? Kind of, like, about being knackered? I suppose you're not knackered. You've had... I, do you know what? I'm not. Four great nights sleep. I've had, yeah, I've had a 30-hour sleep in three nights. Oh, my God. I feel unbelievable. And you've written half a book. <laughs> I've written half a book. It's, it's been a real good few days for me. Oh, it's unbelievable. I think it's the most peak of our different lives that I'm at Glastonbury. When I was in Ocean Beach, though, like, I felt a bit out of place because it is quite geezery yeah. and like, yeah. like Essexy, it's a bit towy and all that. And I, I'm sort of all right in those situations, but I still do feel a bit like this isn't really me. I'd rather yeah. go and watch an indie band and wear a t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not really into dance music. I don't yeah. think anyone else is there anymore. It's gone quite mainstream. Like, whenever a song come on with lyrics, people are buzzing. Yeah. Rather than just like, everywhere you go, though, in our beef, you hear dum, 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 dum. Yeah. And um, all I could think was, I'd love to watch Josh here. Well, you know, I've, I've been on a stag do there for a few hours, Rob. A few hours? Ocean Beach? Yeah, I've been to a stag do in Ibiza and we did a few hours in the day at Ocean Beach. Yeah, because it, yeah, it, I mean, it's quite an experience. And it wasn't at peak Ocean Beach. Yeah, because actually between midday and six, it was just a really lovely chilled beach bar. But Yeah, like Ivo Graham bought a board game. What, to Ocean Beach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But it's fairly chilled. But when from like six o'clock till ten o'clock at night, yeah. or midnight, whenever it shuts, it, it, well, it's a, basically a club. Yeah, that starts at midday rather than at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So if you went, if you turned up sober to a nightclub at three a.m., what time does it close? I think about midnight. Right. I don't know how Wayne Lineker does it. No, I don't know. He does. He doesn't stop. No. There was a few Parent and Hill fans that come over. Was there? But yeah. A bit like... Not as many as at Glastonbury. No, there was a lot of people asking me if I was a TikToker who had no idea who I was just because people wanted photos and they didn't really understand. And, you know, you're not far off a TikToker, let's be honest. Also, I got a bit shirty with people towards the end because it was a bit like non-stop. And I was sat around the pool one day and this pissed mum come over. She was about 50. She was part of a Hindu. So many Hindus and stag that she was battered. And I was laying on a a, sunbed. She went, you're right, do you mind if I lay it with you? I went, yeah, I do. And then she lay down on me and I, and I got up and went, fuck off. <laughs> I just don't want a 50-year-old woman laying on me. Do you know what I mean? If I'm going to get, you know, I don't want, I don't want that. No. So I was a bit, a bit rude and I sort of just yeah. went, yeah, I'm going to, and I was slagging people off at the sunset place. The, lad, the lads were giving me shit going, because oh, I was just, <laughs> but I can't help it. I think that's why I'm a comedian. You just, you, I go against the crowd. Whatever yeah. everyone likes, I don't really like, to be honest. Apart from football, I go with the crowd. Anyway, it was fun, though, and I, I slept loads and wrote loads of books. That is... It is a, a stag do two halves, really, wasn't it? Do you know what? Because they were so up for it, it actually allowed me chance to slip off. If they all carried on till about two, yeah. three, I would have had to stay with. Yeah. But because I was going halfway through, I was like, I'm, I'm done, lads. I, but I just couldn't go on for that long. Two hours sleep on the plane, 11 hours sleep first night, Yeah. 10 hours sleep second night. Incredible scenes. Also, as well, on the plane, I slept for two hours, but listening to these Michael Seeley meditation and quieting subconscious negativity and all that. I turned up to Ibiza Zen. Yeah, of course. And yet... And then went to Ocean Beach and I went very much... to Ocean Beach and meeting yen. with Gaffney. From Zen to Yen. Because <laughs> it is not cheap. <laughs> it was great fun. Oh, well, it's been... I'd say that's it now for my uh, for my summer hijinks. You? No, I've got a bit of hijinks left. Have you? A bit of jinx. Something about me. There's a, yeah. a little trip to Whitstable in there, going to Greece. But that's with family. Oh, yeah, so like not, not solo jinx. No, no more solo jinx for me. No. 
No, maybe not. I don't know. That's it now until the... Till when? So what have you got to look forward to? What, in my life? Yeah. <laughs> That's the bleakest way to end the podcast ever. What, what have I got to look forward to? you haven't got anything now. You need to think of something. I haven't got a family holiday. Um, You're going to camp in the garden with your daughter? Yeah, I mean, come on now. I've got a tent you could borrow, but... No, I've got work. I've got that. I've got nothing in my diary that I would file under fun rather than work until I turn 40 next April. <laughs> And do you know what? The sad thing of that is, you're not lying. I'm not lying, Rob. You need to book something in. I've got the England Games in November. That Does that count? Not really. <laughs> Christmas? November. I think you need to book something. You might have like a weekend away with you. Also, it's hard, though, to have a weekend away with a one-year-old, isn't it? Yeah, in many ways, going to Whitstable was a, a real lesson in how nice it is in our own house. I think, why don't you just have a little... You know when people, like, um, abstain from sex for two years? Yeah. Maybe just abstain from fun and accept you're not going to have that Yeah. until your youngest is older. I think that's what I'm going to do, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way, because you can't force it. No, exactly. I'm going to the... Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I said that with excitement in my voice. Go on. I'm going to the nursery picnic on Saturday. <laughs> Oh dear, you'll be alright. What a life. What a what life. life. Um, right, quick small business shout out. Quick small biz shout out. Dear Rob and Josh, myself and my partner love listening to your podcast. Thank you so much for all the laughs. I wondered if you could give my dad's business a shout out. It has opened in the last year and everyone involved has worked really hard on it. It's called The Secret Farm and is in Mogger Hanger, Bedfordshire. What is that? Oh. Bedfordshire. It's a pick your own fruit farm with lots of activities for all the family, including a beach. Mogger hanger on sea, complete with palm trees, play tractors, often the real ones, and food slash ice cream slash bar. A really affordable fun day out for everyone. Just book a ticket online and it's the secret.farm. On Facebook, it's the secret farm UK or Instagram, the dot secret dot farm. Um, that's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's good, isn't it? I'm trying to look at it. Oh, yeah, look at that. Pick your own fruit. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be nice. That's the kind of entertainment I need, Rob. You need that. Some wholesome stuff. Yeah, wholesome stuff. Farm to farm entertainment. That's what you want. Exactly. It'd be like my childhood, won't it? Farm to plate. Farm to heart. Farm to heart. Feels like a slogan. I'll work on it. I'll come you back work to you. On it. you. Why don't you go away to Ibiza, get up in the morning, you'll have hours to work on it. <laughs> Yeah, I keep telling that. Lou, I've got a new book deal. I'm going to go to Ibiza for a month. <laughs> See you later. Maybe that's just what Dean Gaffney's doing. He's penning his memoirs. I'm, I've come back, Lou, with 10,000 words and regret. <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> And it's been productive. Okay, right, we'll see you on a Friday for a guest episode. See you then. Bye. 